This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to Bold Women on the Move. It's good to be back um, with a story that we started some weeks ago. I am Rosemary. This is my story. Um, it's been an enlightening story, challenging story of what an African uh, immigrant woman who had to leave um, from Africa, one of the countries in Africa, and had to migrate from Europe. And uh, she's been faced with lots of challenges, but she decided to do lots of backgrounding for us, you know, giving us an insight into what she went through as a child back at home in Africa and what eventually led to her migrating um, to a new country. Um, we've gone through our childhood, you know, our high school, we've gone through a university encounter and even after successfully completing our university education, um, it seems things haven't even turned around when you have to go back to the same home um, where you been abused. I mean, she had to go back to the same home where she was abused while she was a child and just to be able to support the family and to be able to help her mom and her dad. Well, where is Rosemary's story going to? How did she eventually end up in Europe? I'm not sure we're going to get there in this episode. Uh, We'll uh, have a um, we'll have a look into, um, I think, our marital challenges uh, while still living in Africa uh, before moving to a new uh, country. So let's continue with the story of I am Rosemary this is my story. And for you, if you are wondering, know that Rosemary is just a pseudonym that we pick for uh, this woman just to be able to keep her identity uh, because her story is very real and there are lots of um, um, issues um, that are still ongoing. So enjoy the listening. I can sell... I can sell sand and it sells. Wow. I'm telling you the fact. That's how enterprising you are. Yeah. Mm. I can sell sand. I need to come and take some courses from you and learn. Oh, course. It's not a course. Like, I don't, I, I can't really explain. I can't really don't explain. Don't worry. Whatever, whatever experience you have to share. Okay. I'm sure I'm going to learn from it. But that will be after okay. this podcast. That will be later. Yeah, just, that's just it about business. You know, like. Even when I want to buy something for myself, I don't really have much money because oftentimes I have to stop work just to take care of the kids. Mm -hmm. But you know what? When it is when I go to a shop that coincidentally there is sales. So what is being sold, for example, $100, when I get there, it's been sold for about 15 Wow. <laughs> uh, when I buy this thing, I tell somebody, I bought, I bought this for $15. They're like, oh, like, why are you lying? 
Why are you lying? <laughs> what is the truth? Like, I don't know, but it just happens like that. If you're giving $200 to go shopping, and I take the same $200 to go shopping, we're not going to buy the same amount of things. Mm. No. So I don't know. So I don't I don't know what's around it, but that's that's just me. Wow. Anyways, that's a so, blessing. Uh, that's a blessing <laughs> on you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a be- blessing you carry. That's what God has, you know, given to you. It's it's something that is unique to you. No one can take that from you. Mm. So you finish uni and you yeah. have that time um, of searching for job. How was that like? I can yeah, only imagine. I, I, I never I never wrote an application. I, I wasn't given the chance to. Like my mom used the sentiment, oh no, you know, your younger ones are still struggling to come out of school. If you don't come and help me, like um she's she was, she was like, Oh, come and stay she in the local show. When you get a job, how will you get a job when you don't even write a, I the never had a CV. Mm. So um honestly so you couldn't was, take time off to write cv and social life i never had a social life like um oh my friend can we go for like a snack no i never had i never had i never had such time i was this like a village girl growing up in the city I never had like, I was telling somebody like all my life, I've never been to, I've never been to a club. I've never been to like, I don't know, you know, like a normal adult outing and like, mm. and the person is like, what part of the planet are you from? <laughs> yeah. So um, the planet where you had to struggle all by yourself, you know? Yeah, so it's really like, really like, um, I never had any social life. I never really knew anything about life. You know, when girls of my age talk about relationship, even after uni, I couldn't have a good, like a good rapport, a good conversation with my friends on this level. I had no idea of what's Because you were just busy surviving. Yeah. All your life, you were like busy surviving, just getting by. Yeah. So now this is the start of the story. Mm. So I became depressed because I felt. Look how that you have to get that degree. Yeah. I have more potential than this. I look around at the local market like. No, I have goals. I have dreams. This is not where I should be. Several times I made an attempt to like go outside, try to stay with a relative. And they're like, my mom always call me back. Please come back. And that was where this guy came forward and asked for my hand in marriage. Yeah. Hmm. Now, if I come here and tell you that I prayed, it's a lie. Hmm. If I come here and tell you 
uh, I thought about it and I weighed or uh, like the pros and the cons. It's a lie. Mm. No, you even got then, to know the person for who who he is. I just know him by a name. Oh. And I just said yes. Immediately. Were you yeah. friends before? No. Now, both women, because, because this is where the story is really going into. This is another, we're entering into another part of Rosemary's life here. Um, that's why we decided to give her a pseudo name because um, I don't want to bore you. I'm not going to say it's going to get, I'm not going to say it's going to get worse. Let me just say it's going to get more interesting. And you cannot imagine what Rosemary went through. Look at how she has painted her story from her childhood. And maybe we'll be thinking, oh, she should have a reprieve at this stage. But okay, Rosemary, just go on. Just go on. Yeah. Yeah, so um you the times mm. like we mm. really had a conversation, mm. like close conversation. But the times I met him while I was trying to make the transfer mm. and also when I got to the new uh uni where mm. he was given in a different state so um a few times he came there and like the conversation was how are you I'm fine how is uni i'm fine mm -hmm. but like you know somebody in a relationship uh you know what you really talk about okay like like things that will help you like plan a future we never mm -hmm. really had because you did that the relationship was not uh, you know, it wasn't a relationship that you were aiming towards marriage. You just met and you were just like, from, you just offered some form of assistance. Yeah, right? Really naive. Like, hmm. I didn't really know. I've never been in, like, a relationship, sort of. I Yeah, there was this guy that was interested in me. But, like, we never, like, really um, had... You no, know, that's sort of close relationship that like, okay, we're going to get married. So let's talk about this and that. No. So he was the very first person that was like, marry me. And I was like, yes. And why and, did I and, say? And, and you wanted to also get away from home, remember? Yes. You, you, just, you just brought the words out of my mouth. It was my way of escape. The only way of escape out of the house. At that point, mm. I was I was closer to 30 than to 20. Mm. And my mom still wanted to keep me in the local wow. market. Wow. We as a graduate, now, a graduate. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So um anyways, like that same year, like we fixed everything and yeah on the day of my traditional wedding mm. I remember that night I was to run away 
Hmm. You had an instant. Like it was like some scales fell out of my eyes. Like, what are you doing? Hmm. Like. Hmm. Was there something like, you discovered at that stage? Yes. Like, um, first I felt I didn't really know him. I know him like you know somebody's name or, or this is your family. But I felt like I didn't really know who he was. And... I don't know. You know, when you just have this feeling like something is not right. I hear you were doing your traditional wedding. You know, mm. I, I, I was dressed like, you know, the normal traditional attire. Mm. And I, suddenly I took it off after, like, it was after everything. It was dark then. I took it off and... I I had a little money with me, some money. Mm. I was just watching everybody. My mother-in-law made, like, she made uh, a sort of scene that day. No, no, put my mother-in-law aside. Mm. Now, something happened that day. Now, this guy came with his family. Now, we are all Africans, right? I can't say we are all Africans, but mm. Africans, when you're going to get married to a girl, you're going to take a girl from a family. You're going mm. to go with some some stuff. Yeah, from, from his family to your family yeah. as the bride. Yeah. yeah. Do you know that this guy came with his family with nothing. They they showed up for your yes. for your traditional wedding with yes. nothing. Not even not even with a safety pin. I'm I'm wondering what your dad's reaction was at this stage. Okay. I didn't know because I'm not supposed to show face. I'm supposed I was inside the room and like the women, the wives in the family, they're supposed mm -hmm. to be with me. I didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. I just had my elder sister. She was angry, shouting. She was calling my dad in the local name. You can't do that. It is not allowed. You can't do that. I won't allow you. You won't do that. You can't do that. It's not fair. Is she so cheap? I didn't know what was going on. So it, usually when they come to pay a girl's bride price, like there's usually this argument, oh no, the money you brought is not enough. The stuff you mm. brought is inferior. Mm. You have to put more money. So I was thinking that was the issue. That was what was going on. Yeah. So because for my eldest sister, they were asking for dollars, despite the fact that we were in Africa. <laughs> they wanted so much. Because she was and a graduate, right? She's a graduate and all that. My elder sister was not a graduate. Oh, she wasn't. Yeah. Mm. She wasn't a graduate. So um, 
Anyways, these people did not bring anything. Anyway, like you really I, mean it. They came for the for the I traditional said, wedding with nothing to present not to your family. Pin. Not a safety pin. Oh. And you know what my dad said? It's all right. Just take her. Oh no. And that was why my elder sister was, she was crying, shouting. But of course, she's a woman. They won't listen to her. They won't listen. And they were like, <laughs> all right, for the bride price. That phrase, to... of course, she's a woman. Oh, no. Mm, for the bride price, um, you have to, like, um, traditionally, one of my uncles, was the spokesman he said you have to put 12 notes now 12 notes um like it can be any currency mm. it's you um like the family any the denomination have, yeah i get what you're saying yeah their own discretion to put mm. whatever do you know these people brought out the least denomination the, yeah mm. available then and put 12 of them and my elder sister was crying. Like, no, these people are not ready. They should get out of here. When they're ready, they should come back. And my dad said, it's all right. It's all right. Mm. Anyway, but like, I didn't even know all this. I didn't know all this. It was like, after everything, when they asked me to come outside, and I should come and identify him, you know, like, yeah. When they covered my face, they brought me out. Okay, who is the man? And I looked around and I didn't see anything. Like, you know, usually they're like... Yeah, there should be gifts, you like know, him. on the ground, everything. Nothing. Mm. Honestly, like... That was why I wanted to run away that evening. I didn't know this. Uh, we had this family friend, the mother. I didn't know she had noticed. So while everybody were like marrying and everything, mm. I walked up to the main door. As I put my feet outside, she just shouted, hold her, she's about to run away. Oh no. All attention just turned to me. Mm. and one of the women held me to the room I said what are you doing you can't do this now you're already married stuff anyways it was a Saturday no it was a Friday Saturday was supposed to be the white wedding, wedding. so went to church and she <laughs> do you know when uh, like <laughs> after the pastor joined us together and everything you know, mm -hmm. the, like, oh, you go dance to the back of the hall and go sign your stuff. Mm. You know, somebody walked up to me and said, what is wrong with you? You're not smiling. Mm. What is the problem? Just, just frown, just, just, just fake a smile. Just smile, just smile. People are asking, they've been talking like, like the, the bride is sad and something. Mm. So like, I just managed smiled and well mm. anyway at that point i told myself i said you are here already no going mm. back 
Wow. Let's do like just you're here. So like I told myself like it has to work. At least I'm out. I'm out of my parents and I have the opportunity to start another life. It has to work. So like I put everything behind me. The the idea of like not having anything on the wedding day, nothing given. I was like, um, I'm going to get that later. Mm. But that was the mistake. Mm. That was the mistake. Now, mm. to, um, I'm just going to like, just go through this very fast. Mm. We might have to have a third section, but I don't know. Um, after we go married, like, I I got a job. Mm. I got a job and I got a job in like at least it was a good it was a manageable pay because mm. my other uh friends that just graduated didn't get as much as I did. So I said it was like good pay. But you know what? I had plans. Okay. Let me go back a, a bit. You know, when we got married, there ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my in forever I know there is hope in these waters but I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning in this silence baby let me in 
what you thought you needed i wouldn't say what you wanted that was what you thought you needed you wanted to have a home for yourself have a man to call your own even though at the last minute you realized that um it may not have been what you needed at that time but now you've made up your mind to go on and start a new life journey as a married woman so Let's take it from there. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Like I said, um, although on the wedding night, like the traditional uh, marriage, like I, I wanted to just just go. Like I just wanted to quit. Something in me, apart from what I saw happen that day, something in me told me like I was in trouble like mm. like I had beaten more than I could chew mm. so like um anyway we went for the white wedding and uh, we had to go to my ex's family house because according to their tradition a new wife is supposed to be brought to their to the family house first before she's allowed to go to her new house mm. now uh, before I say this um, um, just let's put religion aside okay let's just um, think as he, human. There are some things I'm going to say. I'm not going to say them because of religion or um, any belief or tradition. Mm. I'm just going to say some things and like everyone is free to make a judgment or like to think what they like in the way they fit. They think it fits for them. So um, we got to the family house. It was like late evening already, about um, 5, 6 p.m. And 
the the wives in the family sang and they did some things like a form of merriment. And when it was time to go, my mother-in-law said, it was late, you can't go, so you have to stay. We were like, we can't stay here. A lot of people are here and like there's nowhere. She was like, oh no, there's a place prepared for you guys already, you stay. The family house had three, has three rooms. So like um, it was actually where his elder brother was staying and he was married. So they didn't have kids then. So like there were two other rooms. So um, my mother-in-law was in one and uh, they were like the third room. But anyway, the house was really crowded that day. So um, something happened. Um, that night, I spent the night with my husband and we're meeting for the first time and like, yeah. When we woke up, I discovered the sheets were stained. Mm. I quickly rolled up the sheets and I got a bucket of water and I soaked them. And I don't want to call names. Mm. Somebody, a woman came and said, why did you soak the sheets? I was like, I want to wash them. They got some stain. And mm. she was like, no, don't worry. I get somebody to do that. And she took the sheets away. I never saw the sheets today. Mm. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. What we the bed sheets, that. right? Someone took the bed sheets you used to, yeah. to sleep. Yeah, Technically, yeah. the bed sheet you had your first ever sex on, someone took the bed yeah. sheets away. Yeah. And the second night, there was still a form of merry men. They were like, why, why are you guys never worry? Just stay. I was not comfortable with everything. For my ex was like, oh, no, you have to stay. I've got my friends. I've got my family. They came from far. You have to stay. And this might be the only time you, um, like, you see them. Like, they stay very far and stuff like that. They came because of us. So we stayed the second night and um, there was another bed sheet. Mm. Anyway, when we were about to leave, the person that put the second bed sheet there insisted that it was a gift from us. Uh, well, for us, for you, uh, yeah, that we we should go with the bed sheets. It was a wedding gift. Mm. Yeah, to me, it was nothing, and I was like, "Oh, no problem." So we left to where we are supposed to, like, like start a new your life. new home. Yeah, your new home. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that place was like really far away from town. It's like between the border of two states. Mm. 
like far away from friends, far away from family, like it, it, like a distance. Anyway, mm. all right, life started, and and I started noticing some things. First, the house we were staying. Hmm. Now we are just two in the flat, but sometimes it's like we're overcrowded. Hmm. Like we had company, like not just one or two. Like sometimes it feels like it's so like stuffy. Like you know when you have a crowd in hmm. a small place, things like that. Like I couldn't put my finger to what was wrong, but like um I made up my mind to do something. Mm. I I I was working and I was still doing my business. Yeah, I started like I didn't have like a shop, but like I go to offices, I sell things, mm. and I was making so much money because like I wasn't selling to students or like low class people, I was selling to people in offices that we're ready to take my stuff for any amount and like, can you wait to get paid at the end of the month? So it's like any amount I put on things that they just take and I was making like- Were there clothes food. items or food items that you were selling? Clothes items, shoes, okay. clothes. Okay, okay. Jewelry, yeah. So I was really making so much money. Do you know what? So I told myself like, I was working, and I, I didn't even need to use my, my salary because like I was getting like enough from what the business I was doing. And I had plans for that money. I was like, I'm not going to stay here. I just want to like buy a land and start something. I want my own. Hmm. And um, I discussed this with him and it was like, it's fine. It's fine. And um, can we start saving towards it? And he was like, it's okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Now, there was, there's, there's something, um, where do I start from? Anyway, okay. Now, I go back to the bedsheet. Um, to me, it was a normal bedsheet. Um, he likes the bedsheet. And it's like, oh, can we have that on the bed? So like every week I just change. You the mean bed the sheet. one that was given to you as a wedding gift? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He always like, I want that on the bed. So like even when I have to, usually I change bed sheets like at the end of the week or like maybe if the guest sold or something, I, I just change them but usually every week. So um, he just wants me to repeat. The same one. The, the same one. But something funny usually happens. So, like, um, when I put the bed sheet, as you mean, like, I had my period uh, uh, a week ago. When I put that bed sheet, my period comes back. Mm. And I'm like, <sighs> to me, at first it was like, oh, maybe I'm stressed or something. But when this kept repeating itself, I was like, no, this coincidence 
is just too much. And I told him about it and was like, come on, it's just a bit shit. But like, um, I didn't just want to argue. So I took it off and when it's like, oh, what about the bed shit? I'm like, I washed it, it's not dried. So like, uh, apart from that, the house itself, like, I wasn't comfortable in the house. Can we just like get our own place? Oh, come on, it's time for us to save money. We can use the money for some other thing. You mean thing. build your this own place? My you mean buy your own land? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Because you were renting oh, at that time. Like, just move out, rent or anything. No, the house we, we were staying was not rented. It was the auntie's house. Oh, okay. It wasn't your own rented um, yeah. accommodation. No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. It was no, not. It was like a free oh. house. Okay. So, so the, yeah. the house was he like, was you were like uh, borders in the house and you weren't paying. You weren't paying any lease. Yes. Okay. Not at all. So um, he was comfortable staying there, but I wasn't. I wasn't. So I I was just saving like as soon as we've got enough money, like it's either we'll get a land and we we'll start something or we just like move out. So that's why I didn't touch my salary at all. Oh, you were working so, then aside your business, were you working at that working. time? Yeah. I was working, yes. I didn't touch my pay at all because I had some money coming in from my business. Which okay. was okay. It was just both of us. So we could buy food and yeah, we're just fine. And what was your husband yeah, doing uh, at this time? What kind of work was he into? He was working. He was working and um, he was working in an office. I don't want to call it. Okay. Today. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So um, something happened about, um, sorry, let me just count one, two, about the fifth month into yeah about fifth the fifth month into uh after we got married before mm. then before then something happened the pastor that joined us together mm. was like oh, how are you guys doing we've not seen you guys for a long time how are you guys doing? Can you just come visit? So we went there and it was like, are you okay? I said, I'm fine, but there's just something I don't understand. Like, I just feel something is not right where we're staying. And he asked my ex and he was like, I don't know, there's nothing. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't see anything. And he was like, it's not a problem. Like, um, can I just come to your house with some people from our church can we just have a video together in your house and i was like yes please that's fine come in and pray all night right yeah mm. yeah so he did come he did come to the house the pastor yes and he came i wasn't i'm not sure if it's just one or two people he came with but he he didn't come alone with two guys or one yeah so we prayed all night uh, for about three hours we prayed then he talked to us then we're like all right let's catch some sleep before morning and something happened 
<laughs> the pastor was attacked. <laughs> in your house? Yes, as in... What do you mean by attacked? Can you be more explicit? It's not a physical attack. Okay, well, he had he had a dream and he screamed like he screamed like Jesus from the dream. So he had a dream. Like to him, it was too real. Mm. He had a dream. He described somebody, the person that gave us the bed sheet. Because you know what? When the pastor came, he was like. Uh, okay, after the video, he's like, I don't just feel comfortable with that bed sheet. Bring it out. I need it. And we brought it out. He said, do you mind if I do something to it? And my ex was like, that's fine. The pastor just took it out of the house and burnt it. He said, you don't need this. Mm. So in the, like, we had like a break after that where we just took a short nap. And it was then he had the dream where uh, he was attacked in the dream and he just woke up with a loud shout, Jesus, and everybody woke up and ran out. What's the problem? Yeah, the so, very frightening dream. Mm. Yeah. So he was explaining that a woman came to him. He described the woman, and I don't want to go there. He described the woman and said, a woman came to him and said, who gave you the right to burn that cloth? Mm. And like, who gave you the right to come to this house? What are you doing here? Mm. Like, um, they were arguing and he was like, I'm here. I came here to pray with them. And like, they were both arguing and like he, she was about to hit him and he shouted Jesus. And that was the Jesus we heard. And we all ran out. So. That's been said that went past and about five months after the wedding, we went out like both of us. It was a weekend. We went out visiting. That was uh, after that experience of burning bedsheets, pastor coming to your yes. house to pray. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So approximately about five months after we got wedded. Mm. So on that day, it was a Saturday, we went out visiting friends. So like we came back and um, I was just like, uh, I'm bored sitting at home. Like he was doing some like some jobs he brought from the office. And I'm like, hey, I'm bored. Um, can I just go to my neighbor? So I went there because she's got kids. So I was like just playing with the kids. We were watching something on telly. And suddenly, I just felt this sharp pain in my tummy. Like, something hits me. And I was like, uh, I just held my tummy. She noticed, and she was like, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I just feel this pain. And she was like, oh, no, maybe it's going to go. Maybe did you eat something? I was like, no, I didn't really eat anything outside. Like, no, I didn't have anything like, and I'm not hungry. So um, before you knew it, I was losing consciousness. And um, 
You were about to faint. Yeah. She quickly called my ex and they both carried me into the house. I laid on the bed. Like, I just held my tummy. I didn't know what was wrong. Like, I was just dying. Now, we didn't have a car. Where we were staying was like a distance away. A remote place, yeah, far from the city. There was nobody to call. I just had to endure that thing till morning. Uh, As soon as it was daybreak, we got a cab and I was rushed to the hospital. Now, when we got there, the, the first thing the doctor looked at me was like, did you try to take the baby off? I was like, what baby? Wow. Was that what happened? Yeah. So it happened that um, I was having like an abortion. And you had a miscarriage or it was like an abortion? I was having a miscarriage. I was having a miscarriage. Sorry. That's oh. the word. I was having a miscarriage. And um, we we quickly like did a scan um there was a baby there unfortunately oh, you didn't know you were pregnant not at all wow Poor so he, he was asking what did you take what did you do i did do nothing well like did you fall that i didn't fall that was actually was it the doctor making those inquiries yeah. Mm. Yeah. i was actually thinking that when that happened so I wasn't dancing, I wasn't jumping, I didn't fall down, nothing happened. But anyway, the the fluid from the sack had already drained. Wow, the, so you lost the baby. Mm, the baby sorry about baby. that. Yeah, so that was that. And after then, like, it didn't come again um so um about 11 months after we go wedded did the doctor tell you how long how far gone you were that, that initial that first pregnancy yeah i was in my first trimester you, you mean third months yeah about that <laughs> so you were about that's first trimester. So you were in your third month yeah. of yeah. the pregnancy before you lost yeah. it. That means you must have taken in about two months into your um marriage, into your wedding. Yeah. I mean two months after. Okay, so that went, yeah. So um 11 months after we got wedded, he left. Now, let me explain what I mean he left. Um, before we go wedded, he was like, he wants to go for his master's, which I was okay with. And the next thing he was like, oh, um, I like to go outside the country for my master's. Okay. And I was like, do you have the funds? He's like, no. I was like, all right, it's not a bad idea. Well, the first thing, you need to get the funds first. You need to get the funds first. Then, like, we could save to a start. Like, it's a long-term plan, not like 
um, something you have to do like really soon. Mm. So, but like, I don't know. He had been talking to people. Now, um, the first problem we had in the marriage was that he, he's the type of person that like, uh, it's very difficult for him to make up his mind about what he wants. Like he's easily influenced by external forces. Now, let me explain that. As a couple, like um, we, we talk about things that like we need or things we needed to do. And mm. he was like, yeah, he always agreed. In short, he never disagreed to anything we spoke to your, about. To your plans, okay, and discussions, yeah. okay? But the thing is that it's just only a verbal agreement. He never kept to it. Never carries it out. Mm. Yeah. He had some friends. I don't want to mention names. He had some friends they were, that were close to him that um, advised him, and it took, like, the advice is, like, really, really, he held them, like, a very at a very high esteem. Anything they said was more important than what we had discussed at home. Hmm. So um, before um, before he left, I'm going to explain what I mean he left. He had been talking to people and he made up his mind that he was going to travel. Mm, dear listeners, um, I'll just say we're midway. We're just getting midway. Um, you're beginning to hear the story of migration now. You're beginning to hear the story of movement from one place to the other. First, by the partner, the husband of um, Rosemary. Uh, what next? What's going to happen? Did Rosemary also move? What happened? What is the outcome? Um, join us in the next podcast. Um, the interesting thing about this podcast are the issues, the underlining. And after listening to this podcast, I'm going to spend another podcast to highlight the issues, you know, that affect migrant women that are underlining, that have been generated and discussed and can be seen in this uh, series on I Am Rosemary. Till we come your way again from both women on the move. It is bye for now.